0: Demons Discuss, take 32, The One with the Prince.
1: Welcome to Demons Discuss, the unofficial podcast about the All Souls universe and the topics that orbit it. We are your hosts, Angela, Jean, and Valerie. I'm Valerie, and with me is Angela Jean, and we're all trying not to laugh right now. So, hi, ladies. Hi. Hi, everyone. (laughs) Hello, everybody. (laughs) Um, yeah.
2: I'd like to just clear right off the top. We are not drinking anything but water.
1: <laughs> I know there's a question. Tap water. I saw there was a question about it. <laughs> what we were drinking our last episode. <laughs> yeah, no, it was coffee and, uh water, and my plumber's here, so the water's turned off, so I'm drinking Pellegrino, but still a water-type substance. So, <laughs> let us get on to this episode. I was going to say, the bubbles are making her giddy. Yay! Jean, what are we talking about
0: this episode? <gasps> chapter 8, and I'm so excited because it's my favorite chapter in the whole trilogy. The whole trilogy. The whole trilogy. Even even. all even the chapters. So, more so than 30. I know, it's sacrilege, but just Chapter Eight of come on, you've got Mount Saint. Michel and Philippe in one chapter.
1: This is true yeah it, it is a lot of bang for your pretty epic
0: yeah yeah this this is an epic chapter, so yeah, sorry, Baldwin, I love you, but <laughs> you lost. <out. laughs> Don't go there. <laughs> We already had that discussion a couple episodes ago. Let's just stop it now. Not going there.
1: We'll leave it alone. Okay. So let's start off with some discussor emails. Oh, no. We have a voicemail from Camille. Yes. And she had kind of an inquiry. So let's hear what Camille has to say. Greetings, demons. This is your witchy listener, Camille, calling to talk very briefly about Philippe de Claremont. While at first I was put off by his raw energy and really raw anger and open hostility towards both Matthew and Diana, I absolutely loved that someone with obvious authority was challenging Matthew. As we learn later, Matthew has gotten weak, and I wonder if all his time in the lab with Miriam and Marcus, quote, playing the leader has resulted in negative physical and mental repercussions. Well, that's all for now. Happy New Year. So Camille asks us, why do we think Matthew is so puny? Was it from him working in the labs and not paying attention to hunting? Or why did Philippe find him so malnourished, so to speak? Because he wasn't feeding off of human blood. You think that was it? Yep.
2: Mm. I think it's just neglect in the present day. Back then, he was doing much more robust activities. And if he if he was around his family, I think they would remind him. I mean, look at Charles. He was all in a... As a Charles or a chef, um, but he was up in a uproar that he was not eating, even though he gave explicit instructions for someone to feed him. So I don't know. Maybe Matthew's the kind of person, if he doesn't remember, he doesn't eat. I know people like that.
0: Yeah. But I wish I was a person like that. Me too. I agree. But
1: yeah, I do think while he's holed up in his labs and being solitary and just living inside of his head like Matthew tends to do, he is not thinking about sustenance and he is not thinking about keeping himself up. So... Yeah. That's what Philippe yeah. probably noticed. Okay, so we have some discusser emails. Jean, why don't you start?
0: Oh, I'll love to start. My discusser emails from Kit. Speaking of Philippe, the impressiveness of him has always been obvious, but this reread I really picked up on his humor. His relief that in the future there will be a relaxation of the beard fashion. Not very ancient Greek of him. They love beards, I think. Him being impressed with Diana's ability to summarize quickly, telling Matthew he's too old to moon about in antechambers, quips about Aristotle and future knowledge of Greek and locking up books, and too many others to list. And his tenderness and a hint of his romantic streak reflecting on Isabel and her ring. I love the hints that Philippe and Isabel's longevity and mateship was due to the ability to separate and take other lovers periodically, which is fascinating as a contrast to the all-consuming, no-room-for-anything-else-Diana-and-Matthew relationship, at least as it stands at this point in Sun. From Kit, not that one. (laughs)
1: Thank you, Kit. Sorry
0: I butchered the rereading, Kit, but
2: (laughs) bygones. I I think that's a good point, that the contrast in relationships, that's just one more aspect of the diversity that's in this trilogy. And there's something for everybody. And there's a, a vast array of how people approach life and relationships and love and
0: war and battle and all that kind of stuff. I think that's good to point out. It's excellent to point out. And it just goes through another way of Deb showing tolerance and acceptance and empathy and basically showing love is love is love. Yep. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Even though I think Sun came out before that became a thing. Yeah, it did. A, a slogan. It did. Yeah. So, But
2: it both ring true.
1: Yes. Very true. Angela, what do you have?
2: I have a discusser email from Stephen. He says, hello again. I now think that Alain's warning to Diana about the icy steps when they first met was actually a coded warning for her to step very carefully when meeting Philippe. The reoccurring theme about visiting a dead father is very poignant to me. My own father died 27 years ago, and I often wonder what he would think of the many changes in the world since then. He had a university education, then volunteered as a reserve for the Royal Air Force before the Second World War started. He took a commission, then served as a navigator in the bomber command. In those days, he navigated by taking ground sightings and on stars by night and use geometry and a circular slide rule to calculate the effect of wind on a compass bearing to derive the actual flying bearing. What would he make of GPS navigation and unmanned drones for that matter? At 25, he was still considered the old man of the flight crew. I still have his medals, including the DFC, Stephen. Thank you, Stephen. Thanks for sharing that too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So mine are a couple of observations from our Facebook group and I'll share them, hopefully without laughing because we're having a problem today. (laughs) All right. (laughs) All right. This is from our demonic discusser, Melanie. The journey to meet Philippe. God, I would have hated to make that journey in those times. I loved how Deb made the comment that she spent hours figuring out how long it would take to get from England to France. What modes of transportation and what was going on historically that impacted the route. Part of what makes me love these books so much is how much effort she put into making it as real realistic as possible and thank you melanie that is true i totally agree with you yeah absolutely um thank you Let's see here. Oh, and from Teresa, I found the part where Matthew and Diana put in at Mount St. Michael or Michael, Mount St. Michael, I'll say it like that for now. Interesting. <laughs> Seeing at the as, <laughs> as the various sides to Matthew and watching him transform as they progress through Europe was mentally engaging. I was curious about his relationship with the bishops, though, and why he felt Matthew would need to confess or atone. Oh, shit. <laughs> I wrote a parenthesis. <laughs> My add-in. Okay, so this is my add-in. What the heck did Matthew confess or atone for? What do you guys figure? Oh, everything and nothing. Oh, this modern Matthew coming. Yeah, what do you think he was contoning? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> At- <laughs> <See>? <laughs> atoning for. What do you think he was atoning for? If he got on. Oh, I.
0: It, did he confess to the Cardinal about taking Philippe's life? Huh. Wow, hmm. there's a conundrum right there because if it's modern Matthew going to confession with Cardinal Joyez, mm-hmm. he's confessing things that happened after
1: 1590. Right which would be some kind of indicator that he's telling the Cardinal, hey, in the future, I meet up with this witch. You see her with me now. I mean, what's the Cardinal thinking about? See, I'm going further than.
0: (laughs) I'm wondering if he, God, I'm wondering if if he caused himself a bigger sin by like just not. Treating the confessional the way he's supposed to. God,
2: is- well, I'm thinking: Did he? What? What was stronger? His reluctance to expose himself as as, as someone who just came from the past, or his Catholicism?
0: Yeah, you know, exactly. like if,
2: if you if, if you confess that, you're having faith that your co- that
0: the confidence is going to be kept. Yeah, yeah. You 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 have utmost faith in the seal of
1: confession. Right, right.
0: But on the other hand, if you think about that whole passage, the cardinal's pretty. Darn political! There yeah. is a whole bunch of and, and not happy and not happy to and see we'll, them. we'll get to that in a minute. I mean, that whole segment is.
1: Wow. Let's just say, wow, for now. You know, I like to throw wrenches in there, so. <laughs> no,
0: no, that's an excellent that's an excellent wrench to think about. Yeah. I mean, Matthew was
2: starting to already reflect on his past self, you know, how he condemned witches or didn't save witches or wasn't proactive. I mean, who knows what he confessed this time around. He could have, on the sly, confessed for things that he knows that he did in the past back then. Oh, yeah. That's or true. Th-
0: that he's about to do. Right. True. That his old self is about to do. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Oh wow! How confusing. God, time walking makes even confession really confusing.
1: <laughs> so much for a strain, so much for a strain on the absolution of your sins. You know, yeah, no. right. right? So, what time period am I confessing to there, Uh What do you want to know yeah. about? <laughs>
0: Are you going to tell the Pope what I tell you? Yeah.
1: Okay, so let's start with the chapter. And we are doing just chapter eight this time because there's a lot to unpack. So sorry if you were expecting two chapters, but we're just doing the one chapter and we'll do the best we can with it. We left off in the present with Rima Jayan, who is examining Diana's commonplace book in a dank Seville library. And then we pick up at chapter eight, still going back to 1590 on a boat driven by gallaglass. And Diana is confused. You don't drive a boat, you sail a boat. Okay. A boat sailed <laughs> by Galloglass.
0: <laughs> I'm, st- I'm, st- I'm
1: saving you from the nitpickers. Okay, nitpickers. <laughs> <laughs> and Diana's confused. Because she thought they were going to St. Malo, as suggested by Walter. And Glass assures her that she's in good hands because Walter, in this case, is not a good planner. Because, number one, he's a pirate. And number two, he's English. Galilglas. Oh,
0: that. Go ahead. I'm, I, I've got to jump right in on that. It's like, that's kind of the pot calling the kettle black, considering Galaglass stole the damn boat that they were in. I know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, y- you miss you missed the third point, which is the most important. And he's not here. <laughs> yeah.
1: And he's here. He's not here right now. So you hush. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> he's not the boss of me. Right. <laughs> so Galaglass asks Matthew where to part the boat. And we begin catching Matthew in contemplation, whispering the motto of the order of of saint michael in latin i'm not even gonna attempt it the trembling of the immense ocean so off we go and here's where we find out Galaglass has a problem with being in france did you guys when you first read this do a deep dive to figure out the circumstances surrounding Hugh's death when you first read this I don't think on the first read I did. Yeah, me neither.
0: Yeah, and I well maybe after I finish the whole book only because we get more clues. No,
1: nope. I just went right over my head. I was like, okay, yeah. so Galgoss doesn't want to be there. Uh, he's grouch, you know. <laughs> I didn't even think, but yeah, that's something to. uh think about Hugh's death and who wants to tell us why Gallaglass is pissed and and what was the circumstances around Hugh's death?
0: Oh, it'll roll right off of Jean's tongue. Go ahead. Oh, it was was (laughs) the fall of the Templars in 1314. Uh, Hugh was working with them. He was caught up along with Grandmaster Demolay, and they were accused of a whole bunch of things. Basically, both the Pope and the King of France wanted their money and their power yeah. because they got too big for their britches. They accused him of all sorts of things, including heresy and crimes against the crown and homosexuality because there's all this, all this stuff going on about how they had strange rituals and this and that and the other thing. And I think there was even maybe implications of devil worship and uh, witchcraft. But the big one was homosexual. Reality. Anything yeah. to make
2: the charges stick. <laughs> if you're watching the show Nightfall, it, we're getting to that point pretty soon where they're going to meet their demise. But that it pretty much follows. I mean, it, I say loosely follows. I don't think it's like 100% historically accurate. But we're get, it, it chronicles up in the rise and fall of the Templars. I'm, I'm thinking the whole Grandmaster banging Queen Joan probably isn't entirely
3: accurate.
2: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, and I did look up. The guy didn't even exist. He's not even a composite character. He yeah. just is a, a
0: new, <laughs> new made-for-TV character. <laughs> He's made for TV grandmaster who just, you know, can't keep yeah. it to himself. Can't keep his wonderfulness <laughs> to himself. Hmm. But Tom Cullen is pretty darn cute He is He's in a bunch
2: of things He was in Gunpowder too as well
0: there, There's a hell of a lot of beardy goodness on that show
1: There is Beardy there goodness
0: is. Mm-hmm.
2: Beardy
1: goodness and
0: swords and, and thanks to the swords I can talk Alan into watching it with me In fact he he was the one who always says so Let's watch the episode of Nightfall." And I'm like sure. "Really? <laughs> okay oh,
1: man. I'll just
0: mind my business over here
1: so, this whole journey sounded uncomfortable to me. I don't know how you guys felt. It, did. it just felt cold on a boat and just in the middle of winter. In November? November in November. Yeah. Just no. uncomfortable and we haven't gotten to it yet, but riding horses for hundreds of miles. Just...
0: Getting crusty with ice on your cloak? No, no thank, thank you. No,
1: thank you. Right. No, thank you. Mm-mm. And Pierre is traveling with them, so that kind of gave me a little comfort because I liked Pierre. I love Pierre. And Angela loves Pierre. So,
0: that works. I do. Yes. Well, and, and the whole description of them coming up to dock. Oh yeah. And, and, and the the t- the tides and just Deb just did such a wonderful job of engaging all of your senses about that specific place because from what I I've never been there and I've only watched YouTube and some things like that but from what I understand it's pretty intense. Yeah. It, it's, you can walk yeah, yes. walk out there during during certain times of low tide and then it's then it's an island and yeah it's tide, tidal it's. Crazy. Crazy. And the tides are insane and dangerous and smash your boat against the stairs. <laughs> and the stairs that come out of the water are it's just wow.
1: Yeah. I was kind of amused when Diana, who knew, knows like the concept of rowing because of navigating her little rowing skull. She- her skull in a straight line right. as fast as she can, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> but she was gonna take over this big boat, you know, and Galglass knows what he's doing, but he's just Oh my god, I need to save the boat and Galglass is like, Okay. <laughs> you know?
3: Oh Lord.
0: Right. And in that moment, you kind of like think about, well, how did he end up falling in love with her? <laughs> it certainly could not
1: have been her sailing prowess. No, no. <laughs> I guess she truly thought she was going to crash. I mean, <laughs> she was just like, I must she save the boat. a lot of things. <laughs> Oh man! So climbing the stairs and encountering all the soldiers on the way, and I'm like, "What is this place?" Because I I had heard of this place. I have seen maybe a couple pictures, but it never even registered with me until after reading this book. And I went back to look.
0: Do you want to hear something really crazy? The first time we read this book, I read this book is the the picture that kind of I conjured up in my head of the, the soldiers and the stairs and so gray and all the stone is the wicked witch of the west palace with all the winkies from the yeah, wizard of oz yes <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. absolutely yeah oh yeah. man it, i mean
0: so, uh, the only thing that i didn't get was the soundtrack No flying monkeys yeah flying monkeys <laughs> yeah oh
1: that's funny that's hilarious i had never connected the two before but now i have it in my head i'm ruined yeah
2: <laughs> i'm sorry i'm i'm thinking i didn't know that's what i had in my head but yeah i guess so
1: (laughs) (laughs) totally ruined now thanks
2: before they even start climbing the stairs though i am taken aback now by pierre announcing them so you don't have gallo glass who's basically matthew's right hand man nephew so he stays behind but now you have pierre who's basically his squire and because he gets announced matthew gets announced i now realize the magnitude like you don't just announce anybody yeah you don't just show up somewhere and
1: announce like hi i'm here yeah right it's like no matthew who the fuck are you you know, it's like, who were you at this time? Matthew Royden wouldn't get well, announced like that.
2: No, no. No, and and he's announcing him as Chevalier de Clermont. So that's, I always took it, I was like over my head, like, oh, that's just a horseman. Right. Or or they're announcing the horseman, but it really means a knight or it means a knight in the Knights of Lazarus. So it's like Uh they're announcing something bigger than even just Matthew de Clermont. Yes. Yes.
0: Yes. And and the the fact that no one blinks an eye as they're walking past, they're just like barreling on through and all these soldiers are just not doing anything. You know, it reminds me
2: of, it reminds me of that scene in Gladiator when, Maximus walks down the line and they all just stop as out of reverence, almost like yes. let yeah. the guy pass. You know, this is just like it is almost like a ripple effect where everyone's doing something. and As soon as he gets to that person, they stop what they're doing. Oh, he's here. And, and that right.
0: all kind of ties back into I, I found this cool story about how Mount Saint-Michel was founded. And apparently the abbot at the monastery claimed he was visited by angels or demons or he's not quite sure what in a dream and they told him to build what they're now arriving at. And that always kind of struck me as Philippe and the boys paid somebody a nighttime visit person. Right. Right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right. Angel, demon, vampire. I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> must be those damned to
1: Claremont's again. Yeah. Right. So they're greeted by Cardinal Joyes, who, of course, knows what Matthew was from everything, from everything in the context of this writing. We can tell he knows that this family, they're not humans. I mean, you guys got that, right? Did you guys get the same impression? when you first read it. Yeah, but what was so funny about it is
0: he he referred to, you know, he's like, oh, well, well I need to go talk to the abbot, you know, the abbot of the monastery. And you're right. just like picturing this little old guy coming up. And then here comes Cardinal Joyeuse who should be in Rome picking the new pope. And instead, he's at this outpost in northern France in the middle of the winter. And I'm questioning, well, how did he end up there?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Because Matthew wasn't supposed to disappear. I mean, this this, this whole trip to France came about because at the time walk and Matthew disappearing yeah, and reappearing. True. And it's like, why is a the Cardinal there?
2: Maybe it was a, I don't know. I mean, it's not that easy to get around, but maybe it was a quick reshuffle. Yeah. In the time that they were going from England to France, maybe the Cardinal got
1: reshuffled Yeah, to meet him. I imagine. Probably by like Philippe. Philippe. Yeah, Philippe <laughs> right, exactly. sent some uh, interceptors and said, uh, you thought you were going to go pick the Pope? No, I have something you need to do. <laughs>
0: but, but on the other hand, it's like when we come to find out Philippe's thoughts about Catholicism, it, it also seems kind of odd that of all the people that he would send to meet him would be the Cardinal instead of maybe a family
1: member, like sending yeah. Godfrey. Well, maybe he thought Matthew would take it better if it came from a neutral third party. Do you know? And the fact that it's Cardinal Joyeus and Matthew is Catholic, maybe he thought it was a good, compelling person <laughs> to be there. I don't know. I'm just talking out of my Or Deb ass. did. Or Deb did. There you go. Because, <laughs> I mean, he's, a, he's an interesting historical character.
0: I mean, to be a cardinal yeah. and so young and politically connected, and when you start digging into that Easter egg, he's kind of a...
2: Interesting fellow. He's, he, in, yeah, in real life, he got very far, very fast for the age he is. Hmm. And he didn't have to be the Pope's illegitimate son. Right.
0: <laughs> like some other cardinals. <laughs> well,
2: the, the quote that he says France needs me more than the conclave does at this at present.
0: So who do you think France is? Okay, Philippe, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll hit that quote in a minute or two. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the funny thing is, as we circled all the way around and out of the ditch, was the fact that here we've got. A prince of the church, and Matthew's referring to him as the abbot. Yeah,
1: <laughs> like a footman,
0: you know, <laughs> just a little <whole> guy. Well, <laughs> and that whole conversation escalates from there because there, there's no deference.
1: No, Mm-mm.
0: I mean the first no. time, the first time through, it never occurred to me. It's only on this like most recent reading, I started reading the back and forth. It's like. Oh my God, there's a
2: lot of undercurrent there. The disdain, it was, you could just tell. I never picked that up until this last read. Yeah.
1: And all the genuflection was on the cardinal's part. It, it, it just like, whoa, okay. Yeah. This read, too, it really stood out. Before it was when Diana was declaring, oh, she had to explain to me that Matthew's being treated as a prince by this cardinal. However, this time I can really pick up on the nuances of the conversation. So, yes. So you,
0: Th- that, to me, the cardinal's, acting more like it came
1: across more as an equal than he had on past reads yeah true yeah yeah so he was greeting him as a prince who had been on a journey and returning home and the cardinal kind of implied that philippe was continually overstepping his bounds because he wasn't the king and matthew to use quote here is my father has no need to rule for he is a sharp sword that makes and unmakes kings this told us already what we were dealing with so i was like holy shit philippe's a big right. fucking deal yeah <laughs> He's a B-
0: B.M.B. Yeah, Yeah. Well, uh, and you know what cracked me up, too, is the whole uh, the first thing out of his mouth after he greeted the Chevalier was that have you taken Walsingham's name along with his identity and position? Right. He's like, he knows that he knows that Matthew's up to something and being a spy and the fact that he's like, yeah, I think you're. <laughs>
1: you're no probably good. playing. Yeah. yeah. Playing a- so he compelled Matthew to join the cardinal in prayer because he was among the heretics for too long. Yes. What? Do you think his version of heretics is? Is it the School of Night or is it further, further beyond? I
0: think. I think part of this whole. I mean, if you th- he says France needs me more than the Conclave does at present, uh-huh. the recent murders of kings and queens do not please God. That was Mary Queen of Scots. Okay. I think. And I'm trying to figure out who else that might be besides Mary Queen of Scots.
1: Mm. I don't know. See, I don't know. When I'm thinking of the present time, I'm just thinking of his time as, you know, Matthew Mm -hmm. Royden in just that little pocket of time. But is it further than that? Do you know what I mean?
0: Well... It's like as far as what's what's going on with the Cardinal this time, because he's, when he makes, starts making these references, he says, In recent murders of kings and queens do not please God. And that was within a couple of years, I think, or I'm trying to remember exact timeline, but it, it had been fairly recently that Mary Queen of Scots had been executed. right? And the implication is there's somebody else. And I'm just yeah. drawing a blank as to who it may have been with the war between the Catholics and Protestants.
2: I think it's also that he's spending so much time in England. You know, he yeah. mentions Walsingham. I think that he thinks that he needs to atone because he's not in a Catholic, predominantly Catholic country anymore. So therefore, and I mean, it's just a matter of uh, nationality, too, or national pride, because you're spending time in England. So therefore, you can't be, uh, you're, 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 you're susceptible to. You're
0: with, the, you're with those heathen, heathen reformers. Yes, uh, exactly. Yeah,
1: that's a good point okay it's the heathen reformers and with that he left diana alone with pierre and at this point i'm just like really matthew you're just gonna leave her there in this place and i, I was freaking out for diana but i mean pierre was there to watch out for her and mm-hmm. then this is one Jean's favorite line crops up her scientist vampire warrior spy the bell's paws and told before the final nail prints and that was an incredible quote i loved it mm-hmm. one more layer revealed yep yes and diana's like, uh, okay, who did I marry? What is going on here?
0: Yeah, and, and actually, it was like, what I loved is the man who strode towards the door was no longer an Oxford Don, but a Renaissance prince. It was in his bearing, the set of his shoulders, his aura of bank strength, and the cold look in his eyes. Yeah.
1: The cold it, look it, in his eyes, I don't think he enjoyed it. Just by, I don't think he enjoyed that life. No. no and then like, back that to business. Yeah.
0: That he was holding himself back, that whole, like I said, his aura of bank strength is like, okay, that's, he's in a con- constant battle all the time. And putting that
1: mask on. Yes. Yeah. And while this is all happening, Piers is like, relief, uh, my lord is himself. Right. You know, meaning that this is the guy I know. And we're like, oh,
0: okay. And Diana's also going, okay, Matthew might be a prince, but there's no doubt who the king is. And she hasn't even met him yet. No. So it's like, I, getting. it can you imagine leaving there and getting on a horse? No. And having nothing but God, what is this guy's father going to be like the whole ride? Yeah. No. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, you, man. You,
0: I mean, I mean, we
2: might be thinking that, but do
0: you think she was
2: thinking that? I really don't think she was thinking that because she's, as we say, strident a little bit. You know, she's just, I'll take care of him. Yeah, I'll show him.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true i, I mean she it's still okay well i can take matthew i know probably you know he may be mr big pants but i can take him too yeah i see
1: what you're saying right maybe she thinks she's the Instead ultimate of just
0: going oh boy he's mr big pants i better
1: watch it yeah <laughs> she thinks she's the ultimate vampire whisperer you know <laughs> don't worry i've got it
2: <laughs> and i and i think at this point she still thinks matthew has way more pull than he has with philippe yeah, yeah. this is true
1: yeah way to go. Go there. So was this when they were staying at this place? Um, I was when I was reading this. I was going through our Pinterest boards, our mm-hmm. old mm-hmm. ones, you know, with the places. Mm-hmm. Angela, you pinned one place they stayed at. Was it this place or it was somewhere else? After Mont Saint
2: Michel, they went into Fougere and then they stayed at Bourges. Okay, which is that's where you get re- Renee's hunting lodge. Oh, yes. okay,
1: okay, okay. So
0: and Anjou, did
2: I
1: yes. say that?
0: right Did I say that right?
1: Yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'll probably have to put a link in the show notes now to the Pinterest board, so people can see it yeah. well there's a couple of places they can see so yeah let's both and then um, let me see here she describes the struggles between Catholics and Protestants and who would control the crown of France and the country itself and she also described the war-torn area and this is a part of the book where I was looking at it and I think it resonated with me because when I first read it I had recently returned from overseas and seen a war-torn place where it looked like this dystopian <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it, It's just like, right. sh- just shocked by devastation. And I know Baghdad International Airport at one point in its lifetime was just as modern a place as JFK or any other place, U.S. or Europe. Man, it looked like an end of days set when I got there. So I could imagine her journey seeing houses and villages just being burned down and everything like that. Just All right. crazy. Mm-hmm. It is a sight to see just devastation like that. Yeah. And then, then her next thing she's wor- worried about is keeping her lies straight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just like the way she describes Philippe's influence as they got closer and closer and closer. Yes. Uh, It's just like, could you imagine? I would imagine the little bit of dread she did have would be creeping up now. It's like, oh, now you're scared. You know, now you're a little freaked out. Yeah. Well, especially when she sees a change in Matthew, you know. Yeah. A metamorphosis. Yeah. So like Jean said, her backstory changed before she was a Protestant, a French descent, right? Looking for asylum. Now she had to be the opposite. She's an English Catholic a long-suffering one at that.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Considering she's really a pagan, she can't bluff her way through either one of them. So there's that, which (laughs) complicates matters further. Yeah.
2: I mean, first with Widow Beaton, she failed. Then she has a... (laughs) you know French she failed English she
1: failed just, you know? just bad all around so when they entered right. the province of Anjou Matthew explained that she would be considered mm-hmm. a Protestant spy because she speaks English and that this mm-hmm. part of France refuses to accept the king's claim to the throne and they would prefer a Catholic and then Diana assumes that Philippe would too but Matthew corrects her and says he doesn't care all about any of that he just cares about saving France from itself and he didn't trust humans to sort this mess out as well he shouldn't <laughs> which wasn't violation of the covenant, but that's a whole (laughs) other can of worms. Well, you know, the knights didn't really hold themselves to the covenant. I mean... Yeah. True. They kind of did
2: what they wanted. But it just underscored Philippe and how he did play both sides against the middle. He didn't care.
0: You know, he'd, he'd be giving both of them money but, or but, both of them support. But the interesting thing is with Philippe, it's like not so much, he, he's not playing both ends against the middle for his personal gain. He's. It seems even as we're just getting the dribs and drabs now, he's playing both ends against the middle to save them from themselves. Right. Which is a remarkable approach. Which is sort of
1: playing God in a way. Oh, yeah. I was
2: going to say... I was, no, you're right. I was just about to say that he sees the big picture at all times. Yeah.
1: yeah. He's very omniscient. Even Vader is playing a major game of chess and just having fun and laughing the whole way, but I tend not to think of him that right. way. No. <laughs> <laughs> He'd rather just be blowing stuff up. I yeah. mean, he, he,
0: I think his idea of fun is a little bit simpler than 3D chess every day all day.
1: Yeah, that's true.
2: He never really had an end game though, did he? I mean, it's like he's assuming that he's going to live for thousands of more years and it's just he was taking a day by day or year by year, I don't know, in vampire time, but not really like, let's get to this end let's, let instead, let's just not let the humans kill themselves.
1: <laughs> I just see it as a guy, you know, when you have a huge, really long string of Christmas tree lights and you have to untangle mm-hmm. the whole thing slowly. Oh. yeah. And I just see him as more than playing chess. It's more like untangling the knots and trying to keep things straight. And I don't know, it's somewhat of a God complex. <laughs> you know, yeah. just I I just need to untie these and whatever I need to do to untie these knots and make everything work the way it's supposed to, I'm going to do. So if it takes throwing money over here or if it takes, you know, giving a little encouragement over here or I, I don't know. I, I don't know. It just seems like dealing with a whole bunch of unruly children and trying to satisfy them all. Right. So, I don't know. Again, I have to say this trip seemed torturous.
3: <laughs> I mean, it really did.
1: No. Uh, I mean, she describes all the checks points and Philippe set a sign f- for them in the inns, the houses, the monasteries. And as they approached the Auvergne, she get caught glimpses of writers spotting them. I assume to report mm-hmm. back to Philippe, right? Riders, yeah. Yeah. And then she just describes the juxtaposition of septours in the 16th century versus modern day septours. And it is actually a fortress at this time. In the 16th century, the wooden structures in the courtyard, instead of Isabeau's gardens, there were armed guards. It actually was a fortress.
2: Right, without hallways. Yeah. There's separation. Yes. Yeah,
1: just like room against room against room. So here's where Matthew said says, when they get there, he's like, this is the last place on Earth I ever imagined finding myself. And Pierre was like, we can turn back. And he's all looking at Diana with pity like Pierre was worried how this would go, you know? Mm-hmm. And then they're greeted by Elan. What did you guys think of Elan? I don't
0: know if I... If he registered? He, I mean, he was just... He registered, but it was just like, he's what he's supposed to be. Right. He was there to ma- make things... Well, although he although he didn't make things run smoothly because there was Diana like just freezing and kind of abandoned up on the horse until somebody noticed that she was kind of couldn't get down because hmm. I mean even Matthew forgot her because her feet had been numb yeah she true. couldn't climb down right I mean God talk about a horrible horrible feeling I mean that was one time I really just felt
1: so sorry for her oh and the ride over and at the end yeah having to kind of you know, hey I'm still up here. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I kind of liked him only because of uh, a discovery of witches. And I remembered, and as she remembered, him delivering the food to her at modern day Septours tours. And here's the rub, though. Here's something I thought of. And uh, probably another wrench in the system. When he was called by Matthew to have full food delivered, he must have known that this was the moment that shit would pop off. Yeah. Because yeah. he was aware yeah. of it. So he must have been the catalyst to call Galaglass and Varin and everything everybody up to septor i'm thinking do you think that's that yeah
0: maybe was the indicator i'm thinking t- too i mean he's even know philippe's gone he's still philippe squire that's, that's true. exactly the kind of job he would have yeah because just like he he was he, just like when we find out in book of life he's the one that was had all of diana's stuff for safekeeping right and, manag- right. and
1: managing her dowry that's right and he had all the ledgers and he had yeah. he was investing her money for her so not he, as well as baldwin but but can't let baldwin know about it <laughs> <laughs> couldn't, let, couldn't let Baldwin help out on that. Right. So, I mean, when Matthew called Alon that first time and was like, hey, I need a bunch of food and stuff. You know, human I food. People food. <laughs> People food. <laughs> Human food over at SeptSource. <laughs> Alon must have been like, oh, shit. Shit is popping off. <laughs>
0: yes. Yeah. I got some it's phone like, calls It's to like make.
1: When, when the submarine
0: dives and it makes that noise and goes. Do oh, do yeah. <laughs> And the alarm goes
2: off. You know what? It makes it makes you wonder. We had a couple of episodes. You said, "Now, what was what was in those letters that Matthew was writing?" Maybe Alain took those or whoever and just discarded them. Is like, okay, now here's the real instructions of what's supposed to happen.
1: You know, <laughs> you, you know, know, like ignore <laughs> this one, ignore yeah. this one.
2: <laughs> <Right>. oh. <laughs> he grabbed the letters
0: and they all went. He he went through them and decided whether they needed to go into the fireplace. Yeah, yeah. He's like, nope. Nope. Wrong again. Nope. Uh-uh. Nope. <laughs> oh, close, but no. <laughs> All
2: right. Neck. He's like, I'll just get on the computer, type it out. Let's see, typewriter font, you know. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, and it was only this time that I was like oh shit that was the moment that was it because I always wondered when Gallaglass and Varen got that signal what popped it off and I'm thinking this might have popped it off so there you go yeah yeah Yeah. just stray thoughts
2: I didn't think anything though of I didn't think anything of him on the first read though I thought he was just the buffer right mm-hmm. because the way he would you know give Dan the look or you know you're, he's waiting and Matthew's like he's being unreasonable and he gave him the look like come on you know you're not gonna get out of this There's not, <laughs> nothing you can do
1: I know you can yell at me all you want but you still gotta go see
2: him <laughs> right. because
1: he was just getting crankier and crankier at this moment i mean he popped off at alan when diana was cl- climbing the steps and then she slips and he, he was just getting worse and worse by the moment but that does bring up
2: steven's point i like that it says he's expecting both of you now a carefully neutral expression settled over alan's face do be careful on the stairs madame the treads are icy and matthew says
1: is he yeah yeah mm-hmm. There you go. I
2: mean, so he could be answering the, the first part of the statement where he says he's expecting both of you now. But it's just interesting that he says it right after the treads
1: are icy yeah. and he says, is he? Yeah. So this was the first time I've ever heard of a foot warmer or that brasier thing. I had never seen that before or heard yeah. of it. And we're gearing up to meet Philippe. Alon and Matthew can hear him. Diana can't. And Alon is all like, he's not in good temper. So it kind of sets you up. <laughs> <laughs> Right. (laughs) It's like wow. This dude Philippe, he's got to be something because people tend to tiptoe around him. And then the call to enter comes. Alain looks worried and pushes the door open. And then we meet Philippe in all his glory. So go ahead, let's get it out.
2: (laughs) Alain pushes him in. Okay, goodbye. (laughs) Okay, bye. Good luck. (laughs) Right.
1: (laughs) So we meet Philippe. I want to hear what you guys thought the whole thing. I hear you, Jean. It was
2: chilling. Oh. It was chilling. The, his calmness, because he was not one to bluster or to yell or, you know, he like, again, I bring this up again. When the kids broke my Mac, I was so mad. I couldn't even talk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he didn't strike me like that at all. It was just like, all right. So she was going on about the aura of Bank's strengths with Matthew. I'm, I'm imagining that times a thousand with Philippe.
1: Philippe. Yes,
0: You know, the most, I mean, master of the universe in the mythic sense, not in the Baldwin sense, but in the the wow sense. Yeah, beyond anything you can imagine. He wasn't chilling to me. It was just like somebody who you just kind of wanted to admire and and earn their admiration. Yeah. He he was definitely chilling to
2: me because I did pick up on his Calculated ways that he's going to hear them out and hear both sides before he lays down the law. And it's the quiet, silent,
0: deadly ones that do chill
1: me. Yeah. Well,
0: I like that though because I deal with big mouth, blustering lawyers all the time. Who exactly? Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. that's why that I automatically have a deep admiration. Not saying that I trust them necessarily, and I, I'm I'm extremely careful around them. But I find myself drawn to the, the quiet. Yeah. Yeah. The watchers. And that's exactly what Philippe was. He was a watcher and a thinker. And to me, that is just like. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. And I when I say chilling, I don't mean like in a serial
2: killer kind of way. I mean in a cool, calm, collected ice in his veins kind of way. Yeah.
1: I noted his lazy drawl. It's intimidating in itself. This is like a person who knows what he wants to say, but he's in no rush to convey it. You will sit and listen to hear all of it. No matter how long it takes him to say it, you will sit and listen. My dad was a person like this. Well, You don't dare interrupt somebody like this.
0: And you know how deadly serious this situation is by the fact that they're treating it so casually.
1: Yep. Does that make sense to you? It does. It does. I know plenty of people who will explode at the dumbest shit, but the moment they're just quiet, that's when you need to be scared. It's like, whoa. And you just... That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Yep.
2: About the Mac. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man.
1: Run, I said run!
3: (laughs) (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) And especially since he, he had been sending out, you know, think about about it. hundreds of retainers urging them along and horses along the way. It was like a huge show of strength. And then he's like, they show, they're show they finally there. And he's like, hey. okay,
1: tell me your story.
2: Well, <laughs> and imagine being outside the room and then you hear a single Latin word, entrate. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, shit. <laughs> he's not even speaking English. He's speaking Latin on top of it. I know. <laughs> Ah, uh, damn. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you don't even have time right. to get your story oh.
1: together. Your head is just frozen at that point.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's only talking in one word commands. Yes. Enter. S- Sit. Yep.
1: <laughs> what did you all think when Philippe was like, oh, I know what you are, speaking of Diana being a time walker? I thought, oh, snap. <laughs> this guy is on the <laughs> <laughs> And that they both smelled odd, and this... Kind of brought up something Patricia had written in mm-hmm. about an earlier episode about uh, inoculations and modern day things that he would have never have smelled. So, right. Um, yeah. And she she brought up they might smell like sickness because, you know, they have Diana's got a smallpox vaccine in her and, you know, there's all kinds of yeah, things happening. True. So, yeah, he probably would be wary. Like, what the hell is going on? That's a on? great point. You know?
2: I mean, Gallo Glass did say they smell. Smelled odd, and I always thought it was because of the time, but that does make sense that to have the uh, inoculations
1: in you, too. Yeah, the inoculations, the smells of the atmosphere from modern times because uh, they were burning coal and you know you know what I mean? They weren't burning right. coal or oil or petrol or anything yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Environmental. Environmental yeah. things and things that your skin normally would absorb.
2: Yeah. If they were fracking in upstate New York. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Is that sulfur?
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then they bring up the book that had found Diana. Did Philippe know about that? I mean, do you feel like, and he might have heard of it, right? The book of life or the... Well, Matthew had heard of yeah, it too, I, so yeah, I mean, of course, I'm sure he did. Yeah. And then they go over the whole story and Diana's able to relay the events in a more efficient way than Matthew. I imagine because she's a historian and that's what she's supposed to do. Right. And Matthew mm-hmm. is often known to obsecute, you know, just like kind of obfuscate. Well, help me say that obfuscate. O- obfuscate. obfuscate. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> <laughs> obfuscate the truth. You know, I can read very well, but when it comes to speaking things, messy. You're welcome, audience. Obfuscate. Mm-hmm. Well,
2: we have something strange going on here today. It's not the ghost. It's just we're tongue-tied. <laughs> someone's someone someone's got a voodoo doll. Or, uh, <laughs> oh I know. A poppet. A poppet out there. <laughs>
1: Poking us in the tongue. Okay. Right. <laughs> so when he said go back to where you came from and asked for my help there and Matthew's all like, Err, I can't. Sorry, you know <laughs> I mean, I, I initially didn't think it was because he was dead. I, I just I just thought, Oh, I can't and then Philippe had to spell it out for me when I first read it. It's like, oh, Philippe realized he won't be around back mm-hmm. in that time. And then the ring. Yeah. What do you think of the ring? Uh, I mean, him s- seeing the ring, grabbing Diana by the wrist.
0: Oh, what, gosh. A saving grace. Yeah, well, I was going to say, yeah, that's Isabel. She's smart. Yeah. Well, and that that is funny because this chapter is bookended by rings because the, the, when the cardinal tosses the ring to Matthew when he arrives. That is true. Think about it because yeah, the rings change everything. Yeah, both of the rings change. The him putting on the ring changed Matthew, and then the fact that Diana put that ring on before they left, and when Philippe sees it, like you said, it saves the day.
1: Game changer. Yep. Yeah, both of them are game changers. I just think this was really telling because you know, in a way, Diana is married to both Matthew and the family via Philippe. So it's it was kind of a symbol of that. But at the time, I didn't realize it. You know. <laughs> but no. But no. But 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 but. but think about this. Uh-oh, there's more. That was, that was,
0: that was one of the, the, I know you didn't ask for this, but I'm being mom and throwing in everything you need. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she didn't technically know where they were going and didn't, or did she? I mean, was she expecting them to run into
1: Philippe in her head? I don't know. Okay. So more wrenches because, thrown into it now.
0: Yeah. I mean, did she? was she anticipating they'd run into Philippe at some point in time and might need. At this point, remember, we were just talking sign from her.
1: We were just talking about Alan. He knew everything. So, remember, Isabel was supposed to contact Alan and get all the letters out and take care of it. Maybe there was some uh-huh. communication there, like, hey, you might want to throw this in there. You know? <laughs>
0: you mean by Alan? Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I you know. don't know about that because
1: that ring is, is so precious to her
0: and so intimate. I, I can't see her see that conversation happening. It seems to me if- the way she, it seemed more, the way the that unfolded at the end of the discovery of witches just seemed more intuitive on her part. Mm, yeah, this is true. I, if I were Isabeau, though, I would think, you know what,
2: it might not be in the plan, but just in case, she yeah. go to Philippe. That's what I mean. It was and more you know intuitive what? in her yeah. part. Like, yeah, they may need this. Yeah. Yeah. And if Isabeau is Philippe's secret weapon, she's his the secret weapon against Philippe. Yeah. <laughs> <I know. laughs> <So, laughs> Yep. Another kind of
1: inoculation.
2: Well, <laughs> but they also, had, they also had that communication. They communicated through the notes in the books, and mm-hmm. that could have been a, a secret communication. It was a secret communication. I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. she didn't know that it was definitely going to happen, but it did the trick.
1: Yes, exactly. That's true. Things you see when you've picked apart the whole series and go back and slow read the books.
3: Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Before we move on, though,
2: I thought it was an interesting observation by Diana, and you see it throughout the rest of the trilogy, is she said the de Claremont family is a menagerie of formidable beasts. So Philippe is the lion, Matthew is the wolf, Isabeau is the falcon, and Gallaglass is uh, the bear. So interesting right off the bat that she notes that, and then you see it throughout the rest of the trilogy as well. True. When
1: you you look for it. And then when you note it, you tend to associate that animal with that character as the re, so it's like to me, Galaglass will always be bear-like. And I
2: associate the animal behavior yes, to them.
1: Yes, that's it's mm-hmm. true. So where are we? Oh, Philippe eventually offers the protection of knights to Diana after this big fight with Matthew. But with the ring, he offers the protection because basically Isabeau's mm-hmm. given her okay and allows her to stay. Now, the fact that Philippe forbade them to stay in the same bedroom. Hello. Did that ring any bells with you guys? Like what the fuck? Seriously? I thought it was just a power play. You Think, yeah, no, nah, oh, yeah, it, it hit me on the head. I was like, Whoa, wait, he <laughs> just told you they're married, and it wasn't until I read further that's like, You're not fully mated. I'm like, What, whoa, what, what. <laughs> what is not fully made it? And there's fucking Matthew again, just not telling the whole story. Yeah, that'd be Matthew. Yeah. <laughs> he is Captain Hamper's story. But that's always Philippe, though one step ahead. Yep. Yeah. This is one of the rare times during the first read that I totally felt Diana just left Diana questioning everything, because I tend to do this. It's like, wait a minute, I had it in my head this way, and you're telling me everything I had in my head is wrong.
0: Yeah. Well, and then and then, the, the whole lead up to that, Diana Diana's like so, she's in love. In, in love. love. Uh, yeah, I'm like the 14-year-old girl. Everything will be good because we're in love. We love each right. other. We love <laughs> each other mean, so much.
3: Yes. <laughs> what is that? scaring me. <laughs> it's, it's something I learned
1: during air traffic control. Sometimes when you whisper in the mic. <laughs> you sound like Gollum. Exactly. You, you get their attention faster.
2: <laughs> Presses.
1: Yeah. Clear to land. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's
0: great! Oh my god. Little that trick. Is so little trick. <laughs>
2: Sometimes of his attention. I know. No, that's Harlow had, I don't know what to say, like a, a mentor that used to work on her attention and focus. And she used to play a game with her and she used to whisper. She said they, she has to pay attention to me if I whisper.
0: Yep, it's true. Yeah.
1: It does crazy things over the radio, too.
0: Well, here's, here's another interesting little thing going on during that whole tell me your story that I just noticed in the second. Mm-hmm. Philippe doesn't sit on the. Big old throne. No. He sits on that little stool. It's very subtle. Yep. Lots of messages there. And then when, again, back with Deb and her fascination with chairs. Yeah. (laughs) And the funny thing, I think that the chair he won't sit in is the chair that Baldwin ends up using in Book of Life. Or am I wrong? Am I misremembering?
2: I don't know. I think I want. I could be misremembering. I thought that this gaudy chair was so ornate, and he didn't sit in that one. And then Baldwin ends up sitting in that Savonarola
0: chair. I don't know. Yeah, or or there was a Windsor chair too that got busted. We'll look
1: it up and That's put right. it in the
4: show
0: notes, audience. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're not sure. We'll, we'll do. We'll do the. We'll do the Deborah Harkness chair catalog. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, when it's he, a big one. The <laughs> fact that he sat in the little stool—it just reminded me yeah. when you go in your boss's yeah, office, a and, total power play, and your boss is sitting yep. down around the little coffee table instead of his desk, and he's telling you to have a seat across from him. That always told me, "Oh man, <laughs> something's really Dude, bad. This, this is not. <laughs> this is not good. Yeah, at all. yeah. No, he's sitting on this little chair. He's not sitting behind his desk. Oh crap." So uh, we leave with Diana questioning everything because she just finds out they're not fully mated. They have to separate. And oh, let me start with this quote. OK. As the hours pass, I gave up all hope of sleeping. I went to the window and faced the dawn trying to figure out how our plans have unraveled so much in such a short period of time and wondering what part Philippe de Clermont and Matthew's secrets had Played in their undoing. You
0: skipped the biggest part. What biggest part? Tell me about it. When Philippe told him to go back to where you came from and ask me for help there. Oh, I thought I covered that. You yeah, maybe did. Yeah. But we can go back. Okay. You didn't cover it with enough emphasis for me. Okay. How's that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you didn't give it its due. Uh, let's see here. I'm
0: operating on eight hours of sleep over the last three days, okay? I'm sorry. <laughs> I hate traveling for work. Yeah. I mean, that that was the chilling part for me when it's like, uh,
1: this is, yeah, not good. Oh, and then, okay. So they go over the whole yes. story. And then Philippe says, go back to where you came from and ask for my help there. And that's where I said, er, Matthew was like, er, I can't. So go ahead and yeah. add in your part there, Jean.
0: That, well, <laughs> I mean, it's just like, that was the thing that he was dreading the most. It was not only f- facing his father, but the then, yeah, you're dead. I can't get your help because you're going to be dead, even
1: though you're not supposed to
0: die ever.
1: Right. And Philippe realizes, oh, crap, I'm not invincible. I'm not immortal. (laughs) Crap. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. And he took it like, man... I guess I'm going to have to rethink some things. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. He did. <laughs> yeah, exa- Yes. You know, he didn't take it like, oh, I'm so devastated. He took it like, he's like, huh, so I'm not a bore. changes things. Well, oh, shit. Yeah. I better shuffle some shit
0: around then. <laughs> you know? Right. I might want to do some estate planning. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like ma'am <"Damn, laughs> hmm.
1: and I think he does I think what, what happens from here on out is the estate planning yeah, yes yeah that's it it's like th- this whole time that Diana and Matthew are there he's like okay now I have to accommodate these two and how's this gonna work yeah I mean th-
0: think about th- this whole audience from Philippe's point of view Is like oh shit I do die yeah yeah, here I was just worried about my black sheep son getting into some trouble, so I sent the coin and made him show you know, drag his ass home until I can tell he's okay, and then it's like he lays this bundle of what the fuck? What the fuck at my doorstep that yeah. I
1: have to unsort. Yeah. And like his whole attitude was like, Huh, okay. That's interesting. <laughs> That's, that's how of I of read it. it. That's how I read it anyway. Yeah. He didn't yeah. seem devastated. He just seemed yes. like, no, this and changes it was like, a lot, though. Hmm. <laughs>
2: but I think we've talked before that Philippe is one just to let, if that's
0: fate, that's, gotta, that's what well, has to happen. Yeah, that's that's the Greek attitude yeah. one thing. But I, I, yeah. I just kind of like, he was like, I'm going to have to sort that out. Yeah. Well, things that make you go, hmm. hmm. Yep. The things that make Philippe go, hmm, hmm, are different than the things that make us go, hmm. <laughs>
1: Exactly. All right. So, can we go back to the quote now? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, back that's to okay. The quote. Don't apologize. That was good. That needed to be said. Once again, with a quote. As the hour passed, I gave up all hope of sleeping. I went to the window and faced the dawn, trying to figure out how our plans had unraveled so much in such a short period of time and wondering what part Philippe de Clermont and Matthew's secrets had played in their undoing. And that ends chapter eight discussion. Can No, it doesn't, because I want to make a comment. Right. About, I
0: want to make a comment about her last thought. Okay, go ahead. I don't necessarily think his the secrets pay, played as large a part in the unraveling of their plan is the fact that it was Matthew's plan, and it was a sucky
1: one. Well, I mean that's a given.
0: Well, I'm just saying she, <laughs> she's she's looking to to ignore the obvious and say, oh, there's all this all this drama behind you know secrets and this and that and the other thing. No, they were only secrets because you didn't know about them. Yeah, this is true. That's a good point. Right. That's uh, just a good point. She, she'd rather blame the secret, blame information that she was not aware of than the fact that Matthew had all this information at his disposal and failed to take it into account when he was planning. I guess that's love or something.
2: (laughs) Or something. (laughs) You know, what I thought was interesting as we Uh, closed this chapter, that Philippe was writing to Walter. And I know that Walter's the English master, but still, I thought,
0: I love that
2: picture in my head. Yep. Philippe and and
0: Walter. I know. (laughs) Uh, And and you've got to wonder what Philippe's writing to Walter that he's not necessarily sharing with Matthew. (laughs) Right.
1: No. Mm -mm.
0: uh, Unless, I, I mean,
2: Maybe it's, it has to do with Gallaglass. Well, he's writing to both of them. I mean, it could be, of course, separate, yeah. but he's probably like giving a, a tongue lashing through the paper.
1: Oh. <laughs> Couldn't you keep him in line? I would think separately because, you know, the both sides against the middle thing, you know, you want to hear this story, yeah. this story. Yeah. I would think it would be, it wouldn't be like Dear Walter and Gallaglass. It would be like Dear Walter. No, no, no. I, did,
2: I didn't mean <laughs> yeah. that. I didn't mean that at all. <laughs> but I'm just saying he's writing to both of yeah, them yeah. at the same time. Because he says, I, after I finish writing to Gallaglass,
1: and Raleigh. Yeah. Dear Galglass, why are you such a fuck-up? Or dear Walter, why are you such a fuck-up? What's going on? Go. <laughs> All right, anything else, you guys? On this chapter, no. I'm going to try it again. And this ends Chapter 8 discussion. Going once, going twice. So! So! <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get some housekeeping.
3: Housekeeping!
1: mine
0: is from alan website artwork and pictures chosen are very good really like the discussion of gallo glass looking to better understand miriam's connections to the De Clermonts. other than her mate was matthew's best friend keep it going thank you alan, Thanks, love alan. From new Thanks, alan. yes and we love miriam too and hopefully we can do an episode on her in the future i hope so that'd be fun yep. that would be fun
2: angela what do you have
0: I have something from
2: Catherine. She says, first time listener, excellent discussion, and a big thank you for your reaction to Gallo Glass's declaration of love to Diana. I gagged when I read that, (laughs) silently screaming, no, don't do this. And yes, (laughs) and yes, I agree that the men sort of wimped out at the end, but we were able and allowed to see them behind closed doors with their guard down, where they were equals with each other. As to Baldwin, I wouldn't trust a banker as far as I could throw him. Well, at least until we really get to know him, which we haven't. Thank you, ladies. You're great.
1: Thank you, Catherine.
0: Thank you. Yes, very much. Okay. I have a five-star
1: review. Woo! Angela lives for another week. All right. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> One more. Let's keep it going, guys. Keep it going. All right. So the title of this review is 782 stars. Although there's wow. just five showing, but we'll, we'll take it as 782. And this is by Jode Foster from the U.S. After following their IG account since the starting the trilogy, I finally started listening to this podcast. Boy, am I not disappointed. These ladies are my kind of people. Brash, boisterous, and bawdy. They talk about the books in such an entertaining way, and it lets me experience them all over again. Can't wait for the next episode, and if you're a fan of All Souls, do yourself a favor and subscribe. If you're like me, even listening out of order is still fun, informative, and Full of hilarity. Thank you. That was so awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I can't go 782 times. So thank you. <laughs> Gosh, <laughs> thank you very much.
2: <laughs> thank you, times 782. You thank you, Joe thank Foster. You. Oh, man.
1: <laughs> and okay, so let's move it along because waiting on the line for our Save It for the Show is a special guest. So let's do Save It for the Show. Save it for the show. Save it for the
2: show. Guys, save
1: it for the show. This episode, Save It for the Show, is All Souls Con. And joining us for Save It for the Show this episode is Laura Ventura, our friend, your friend friend of the podcast. Hi, Laura. Welcome. Welcome. Hi, everyone. Hi, Laura. And friend of the fandom. Friend of the fandom. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I think so. (laughs) You think so? You better know. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And this year, tell us about All Souls Con this year, Laura.
4: Yeah, so there are a few new things this year. Let me start with the best. The con is actually two days. So we're growing and there is a lot to talk about. And so the convention is going to be Friday and Saturday, but also save Sunday if you want to hang out with all the other attendees because we're planning some activities around Philadelphia museum visit Visits, tours, possibly scavenger hunts, afternoon tea, cocktails. So for those that can stay an extra day, this could be a three-day-long party. Wow, that is my favorite part: <laughs> it's having a longer convention. Uh, count us in. Yeah, <laughs> we'll yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, we'll be there. And Square, we've taken a lot of the feedback that we got from you know the attendees last year, and they all told us that they want more gatherings you know networking opportunities geeking out opportunities so we're making sure that we're incorporating those with you know plenty of gatherings happy hours and different activities and some surprises so excellent working on
2: that yeah I, I think that people I mean I didn't know how much I was going to want to have extra days on both ends of the con last year and New Orleans just set the bar and it's like you don't sell yourself short make sure you have ample time not only just to see the city what whatever you going to do but you really do meet other people, other fans, and want to spend time with them.
4: Oh, definitely. Yeah. No matter how early I got to New Orleans last year, I still felt that I did not have enough time to spend with other fans. So I figured, okay, let's have a three-day convention. I'm going to get to Philadelphia even earlier this year. So we'll have plenty of time to prepare and have free time to hang out with everybody. (laughs) You're leaving like tomorrow. Maybe you can do
1: Demon Hour this year. Oh, yeah.
4: (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I definitely need to make demon hours. That's that's the plan. <laughs> so nobody messes up with it.
1: We, we missed you last year. We're like, wow, where's Laura?
4: Yeah, She's busy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was troubleshooting audio um, issues last year. So we're, we're going to have, you know, more volunteers, you know, different company also running the audio and it's going to be different. So we have a lot more help so that I can be more available. I want to be available. I The reason why I'm doing the con is because I want to meet other fans. So if I don't, <laughs> I, I fail.
3: So true. <sighs>
2: Yes, you're the you're the post, you're the poster child fangirl. You're like everyone should know you and everyone should meet you because you are just a, a huge fan, obviously.
4: I am a big fan, but I also again I really love meeting other fans. I, I, I think it's selfish. I like to know that I'm not the only crazy person in the world that can be <laughs> out about this books forever. It's a very selfish motive. <laughs> yes, you want validation. So instead of
2: taking the Hamish mm. approach starting at the end, can we start at the beginning with tickets and information? Yeah,
4: so tickets are actually going to be on sale February 17th, which is a Saturday. And the big difference from last year is we're not going to have an early bird special. The reason for that is we have a limited number of months before the the con starts. And we only have 300 seats at the Chemical Heritage, which is being renamed the Science History Institute. So we're going to have those 300 seats in the auditorium. We think, based on the interest we've seen so far, they're going to sell very, very quickly. But for if for any reason, people don't get to buy a ticket. On time, there is an overflow room. And the overflow room, it means you're on the second floor, you're going to watch the convention on a big screen with other people, um, but you still get all the benefits of the cons of so the goodie bag and the autographs and photo ops, and you get to hang out with everybody. You're just going to be on the second floor. Um, but we're only going to get to that if needed, if you know those 300 tickets sell out quickly.
1: Yeah, good. So, okay. I mean, if we do get to that point, people shouldn't feel left out because you're still going to meet the people you just watched in the overflow room, right? That's correct, right? I mean,
4: absolutely. They have access to everything. And same as last year, we're going to have tea, coffee. We're actually going to have some snacks. We're hoping to have happy hour, which we, well, we had the demon hour last year, which we want to have again, but more, again, more opportunities to meet other fans. And the program is going to be hopefully is you're going to be very happy with the program we have some amazing submissions and some really interesting sessions in the work nothing solid besides deborah's talk and uh, dr shelly carter's talk but the submissions are amazing so i think it's going to be a solid schedule it's going to be packed can you confirm the dates again so the dates are the 10th of august through the 12th with the convention at the chemical heritage on the 10th and 11th and then the 12th in the city of Philadelphia. Excellent. Yeah, the badge gives you access to everything, all the sessions, all the autographs, photo ops. It's all inclusive. Drinks, happy hour, goody bag. Uh, we really think is a good deal because you know think about what you pay when you go to Disney World or Universal Studios. And you know, two day of full immersion in the world of All Souls. You get all this stuff, and plus, you really meet the best fans in the world.
1: Mm-hmm,
4: mm-hmm. I'm not biased. It's
1: actually a bargain. When you think about it, it's going to be a bargain, oh, a bargain yeah. when you think about it. Absolutely. And for our audience, uh, what I was going to say is we don't know what we're doing yet. <laughs> <laughs> we're kind of in flux. It depends on a lot of factors. So we'll tell you we're later. We're being demons of mystery. <laughs> yeah.
2: we know it's going to be fun, we'll t- no matter what. Elaborate a little more. What do yeah. you mean we don't know what yeah. we're doing? We don't know where um, we're staying, where we're, how many days we're going to be there, or well, we, how we're participating? <laughs> We're being <laughs> demons of mystery. That's right. Okay. No, we're just being demons. We don't know what we're doing. <laughs>
1: um we will be doing something for All Souls Con as far as uh interacting with the audience, but we don't oh, know yet excellent. what it is. It's just kind of in flux. Nice. And look at Angela. Oh, excellent. Yeah, I'm, I'll be waiting to see. Well, she has a <laughs> most excellent. As always. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as far as us being there, well, we already have our hotel room, like, Yay! reserved. Yes, we do. <laughs> So we will be there. And so literally. so we'll be there. It's just, you don't know where we're doing, audience. If you're out there and you're curious, absolutely come to the con.
2: And absolutely join the Facebook group. Yes.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we're guaranteed to be up to something.
4: Yep. If you want to <laughs> hear the scoop um, and if you're on Facebook, there is an attendee group that you can join um, and by By the way, if you cannot come to the con in person, there will be a live stream again this year. Oh, And one small difference, not so small, we are going to charge a nominal fee for the live stream this year because we don't have a sponsor. But again, it's nominal. I mean, around less than $10.
1: Wow. Still a good deal.
2: Yeah. Very good deal. Skip Starbucks for a couple days and you'd be fine. (laughs) Although it's hard. And I don't even recommend skipping your your daily latte, but I would if I
1: was streaming. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, go in your cupboard and get some taster's choice and throw that together and just power through (laughs) it for a couple days. (laughs) Right. You do what you got to do. <laughs> or drink tea. Oh, man. So,
2: Laura, you're great at keeping people informed, but you want to tell us your website, any social media where you are? You already mentioned the Facebook group where they, people can stay
4: up to date. Yeah, so our website is allsoscon.org. If you also want to stay up to date and you're not on social media, you can go to our homepage, scroll down towards the footer, and then subscribe to email alerts. And we promise not to spam. We only send you an email if there's something new and big to share. And if you're on social media, we are on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram.
1: And I'll make sure I put links to all of those in the show notes. Mm-hmm. And, Perfect. We, and we
2: won't keep quiet about it either. <laughs> we tend to shout it from the rooftops because it's an <laughs> opportunity do. you don't want to miss.
4: <laughs> and then for people that are in Los Angeles, Karen and I and a couple of volunteers are actually going to be in Los Angeles at the book signing on May 10th. So it's going to be a meaning reunion with a few alumni, and hopefully we're gonna also meet other people. Looking forward to that. It's gonna tie, you know ties over until the con. Excellent. What would you say?
2: This is almost like a, the top FAQ. I really want to go, but I don't
4: have anyone to go with. These are your people. So a lot of people come by themselves. Many did last year. They they were brave enough to say I'm gonna go by myself and meet other people. And sometimes it's out of your comfort zone. Uh, but the moment you walk into the venue you're going to have friends for life. It's like meeting your, you're going to meet your people. It's not going to be an issue. You're never going to be left alone. In fact, you're going to (laughs) probably have an overdose (laughs) of all souls fans. Right. Right. (laughs) You're going to need, you know, time, time to recuperate, especially if you're an introvert. There is no chance that you're not going to make friends. Right.
1: You can pretty much walk up to anyone. I am a infamous introvert. And you know what I do? I drink. (laughs) No, the wine
2: will never leave you alone she'll never you'll never be lonely yeah in fact if you're nervous i'll just go to sleep if you're nervous bring val a glass of wine and then you will you'll be chatting it up
1: (laughs) this is true so i hear this is true but last year we didn't do we didn't do wine well you guys pretty much kept the wine away from me No, it was it was a gin, gin trip. and absinthe, yeah. We we did a lot of gin. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. well, I act okay on gin. Absinthe, however,
0: I think gin gin is a neutral for bro- both you and I, Valerie. We can do that. Yeah. it's
1: like the tequila and the vodka. <laughs> demons Te- need to stay away from. Yeah, that's just bad. Oof. Yeah. So, anything else, Laura? Anything else that we should know at this point? Um, by the yeah. time this episode airs, it should be what the fifteenth of February.
4: Yeah. So one better yet, anything that we. Shouldn't know yet. Uh Yeah, there you go. One thing that you should know: Um, this year the vendor area is growing. Last year we only have three tiny tables in the back of the ballroom. This year we have a second floor open area dedicated to vendor tables. Um, So that's you know a big difference. You're gonna have to walk up to the the vendor tables. And I don't have any vendors confirmed yet, but we're talking to a few, and it's it's gonna be nice. Excellent. So
0: save your pen. For shopping, people, yeah, and
2: you'll reveal as you can, definitely, and drinks, <laughs> yeah, as we
4: I, as we <laughs> sign up vendors, we're gonna definitely um, announce them for sure.
1: Well, that's cool. I'm looking forward to this one. Oh, I know, I can't wait to see
4: the
2: schedule. Tell me about it. So, can you recap for our listeners, for either ones who know, don't know, or maybe missed it, what happened to the
4: proceeds uh, from the last con? So, the proceeds of the last con, um, actually seven thousand dollars, went. To to Bodleys American Friends. And this is the U.S. association that supports the Bodleian in Oxford. It means that with that Money we're funding scholars like Deborah so that they can go and do their PhD research or any type of research. We have not picked a charity yet, and for this year it may be the you know Bodley's American Friends again, but it may be different and mm-hmm. to be announced. So stay tuned. Ooh,
2: yeah, how exciting. exciting! So listeners should know that you do this because you are a fan, and this is a labor of love for you, and you know you, you paid the expenses, but yeah. everything else
4: goes to a good cause. Absolutely. We don't make a single penny out of this. Everything goes to charity. Okay, now for Jean's question. Anything we shouldn't know?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I like my question best. (laughs) I'm so excited for Scoop. I need Scoop. Mm, That is a
4: great question. There are quite a few, actually. Um, (laughs) We're going to have an amazing badge that you're going to definitely want to collect and possibly have Deb sign. Uh, There may be plants involved at the con that you may be able to touch and smell and who knows what other things and maybe some even some experiments so stay tuned i like Hmm. the sound of that
0: bill nye the science guy is coming
4: (laughs) oh my god
1: (laughs) (laughs) we already know dr shelley's gonna be there absent part two guys in lab coats hot (laughs) All right. Any last thoughts there, Laura?
4: Grab your ticket quickly. Well, that's all I can say. So If you want to make sure you're in the big room at all Souls Gone, you know, make sure you get your ticket as soon as you can. Yeah.
0: One last thing. It sounds like it's going to be everybody refreshing from uh, refreshing their computer like the day we were waiting for the casting announcements. <laughs> <gasps> Gotta get that ticket. Gotta
1: get that ticket. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not true. a bad idea.
0: <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah. Maybe Make sure you've got enough bandwidth, unlike us.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, on that note, we say goodbye to you, Laura. Thank you for having me.
0: Thanks for coming by. Thank you. It's always an adventure, that's for sure.
1: (laughs) And audience, you stick around because after this break, we're going to do last thoughts and things we can't let go of. My favorite. Listeners, you can find this show wherever it is you like to listen to your favorite podcast shows. Apple Podcast users, we'd love it if you've left us a five star rating and a review that helps us get found. Also, if you have some like minded people around you, tell a friend, tell them about us. Give the gift of demons. Follow us on social media. We are at Demons Domain or Demons Discuss. Email us directly. We are at demonsdiscuss at gmail.com. You can also leave us a voicemail. Now, there's two ways you can do that. Give us a call at 360-519-7836. Or you can reach us on SpeakPipe, and that is speakpipe.com. Dot com slash Demons Discuss. Now, if you want to participate in our episodes, you can become a discusser and how you do that. You go to DemonsDiscuss.com, scroll down, fill out the little short form, put your name and email address in there. Then there's that spammer code. So be sure to fill that out Then click submit. And that's it. You become a discusser and we'll send you emails once or twice a month. And then you can participate in each show. One last thought, and I'll let you be. Visit our home base. That is demonsdomain.com. Everything we're doing is going to be found on that website. Giveaways, articles, news. See Angela's adventures in the All Souls universe. She's got many. We can't wait to hear from you. See you on the internet.
0: (gasps) Oh, my last thought. Bleeds over from our prior episode with Rima and the library in Seville, and it's mostly Gerbert. Why the hell was he hanging up, hanging out over there? Because if you, it's prior time-wise To it seems like he was sniffing around that library prior to the, them actually ah. time walking. Right. I mean, he's hanging around in modern day, but he, it's like he popped up there snooping around back in the summertime or back. Prior to Halloween, when all this you know Halloween and uh, right? No, it was November though. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. You're, you're right. right. Yes, yeah, you're yeah. She it said, was November, and he, and he was snooping in a yeah. few months T- prior. T- yeah, yeah. I mean, that bugs me. And then the whole whole thing will get to in the later anomaly when Peter finds the letter in the library in Stavro that mentions Benjamin towards the end. And it's like, Jorbert had his own side deal going separate and apart from... I mean, I think all those guys had separate deals going on, but what was your bear actually up to? Was he just nosing around the De Claremonts in general, or right. was there something
1: else going on?
0: Yeah. Okay,
1: so a couple months prior, right?
0: Or was he expecting to find the Book of Life there? I don't... Did he think that the De Claremonts already had it and it may have been hidden?
1: So do you think he was there prior to Matthew meeting Diana, is what you're asking? Possibly. Okay. That's what yeah. it sounded like. I think that's what happened.
0: Is
2: he the one though that mentions the Wizard of Toledo? Yes. Yes. So, who knows? He could have been looking for the book.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Something to think about, because...
2: Or, you know, because wasn't there like a an earthquake of communication, so to speak, when Diana activated the spell?
0: Yeah, but that was in November. That was when she activated the spell in November. And then... No, it was in September. Or September, I'm sorry. In the Bodleian, I'm talking Yeah, yeah, about. yeah. In, It was in the Bodleian, yeah. yeah. So in September, maybe he,
2: maybe that set him off that he just started looking for it. I don't know. Yeah.
0: Huh. I'm just saying because it, se- it, se- it seemed rather... It seemed like he was there before they time-walked, as opposed to being being there snooping around looking for clues as to where they time-walked. Where, Slash yeah. when they time locked. Okay,
2: I mean, if ever, if all the creatures knew something was up and were kind of following Diana and hanging out in her vicinity, maybe he took that opportunity to go to Spain or wherever. Maybe he was in Spain yeah. and started looking at his at all the places. And or the but places the so he knew where he of...
0: where he thought he saw that book. Right.
1: right. Okay. So taking it back, when Matthew was talking with Hamish, and he said, "You know, the witches couldn't keep quiet." So they just starts. So that's when you think he started looking around on his own? No, I think it was even before that. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I guess it would be. Yeah.
0: Right around that time or even before. You never know, though, if the
2: commonplace book created a parallel universe or an alternate timeline, Mm -hmm. anything's possible that could have happened prior to them time walking. Yeah.
1: Well, that hurt my head. (laughs)
2: I <laughs> know. Oh, <laughs> but that's a great point. That's a great observation. Is. That is an excellent is. observation. Yeah.
1: All right. So let me talk about my last thought. My last thought is we are going to start a Patreon page really, really soon, guys. Don't feel compelled. Don't feel like you have to donate money. But we'd love it if you can throw us a few coins. And I feel like I have to play stripper music right here. I <laughs> know. Oh, <laughs> (laughs) But, you know, uh, yeah, it's it's getting a little costly. So we thought Patreon was a viable way to Mm -hmm. help us along and keep us going and keeping us strong because... And improve the experience for y'all. Exactly. Exactly. So we're talking about what the incentives are going to be for our patrons and uh, look for that really soon. So... Of course, we don't expect anything from our listeners except to enjoy the content that we provide. But if you feel it in your heart to give, we wouldn't argue. It'd be okay.
2: (laughs) Although I have to say that the things that us three have been throwing around as... Uh, behind the Patreon scenes, I think are pretty darn cool. Yeah. The
1: the incentives, you mean? Yes. yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so there's that. And here's the thing I can't let go of. The thing I cannot let go of is on Instagram recently, we heard from the super secret character played by Chloe Dumas. Dumas. Yeah. Uh, she posted a picture of the woods and it had a lot of hashtags on it. One of the hashtags was special authority. And I posed to these two that I thought possibly she could be playing a goddess. What were you guys' thoughts? You hit it on the head, as far as I'm concerned.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. When she first appeared, uh, what, like a month ago, I think some people threw out. The goddess, and then it just happened to coincide with what they were. She popped up, and Deb said she was super secret. Okay, so then we let it go. But then she popped up again and said that, and it coincided with Ellarica Johnson, who's Juliet, filming. It coincided with M and Sarah filming valerie pettiford and alex kingston and they posted some pictures in the woods i mean everything led seemed like it led to the attack in the woods yes and And they were
1: filming at night too right which was another thing and i know the goddess in the book was a depiction of the crone which is the older wise one but i
0: would (gasps) think but wait what wasn't she also when didn't the huntress appear when the witch with witch fire or didn't Emily see the the Huntress was in there somewhere too? Though was bathing. it the
1: Huntress or the Crone? The, don't, well, the huh, I, I
0: don't thought know. when the Witchfire appeared because she the, the she drew the arrow. The Goddess drew the arrow. No, no. Well, maybe that's just the way I. I imagined it
1: myself. Right. Well, it was one form of the goddess or another, but yes. I would think in for the TV show they wouldn't make such uh, distinctions. I think they would just go for one generic goddess, one kind of... was going to be Xena,
0: Xena warrior Xeno Warrior Warrior kind of <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, so sorry.
1: We'll see if I'm right and we'll see if we're all right. The, those of you who have guessed that maybe she's yes. playing the goddess, I guess we'll find Find out this fall. Yay! Yay!
2: <gasps> but I, I do have to add and I brought it up to you that she's French the actress is French and speaks five languages and I said isn't that ironic that the goddess would be French based on I- Isabel's comment that the uh, yes. the goddess has a sense of humor and justice
1: my wounds I thought that'd be perfection my no, wounds yes. you open them again oh my god the damn
2: goddess story I know which did we ever get an answer
0: to that no I'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> you, you think, you think could Cover that soon.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Quartering Uh, minds and all. Oh, my gosh. All right. So, Angela, what are your last thoughts? It's
2: just today what happened that Teresa Palmer keeps posting these cute behind-the-scenes Instagram stories. And someone brought up and said, what are we going to do when they're done filming? And I hope that they've squirreled away plenty of um, goofy behind-the-scenes stories so they can still trickle them out or leak them out over the next coming months. Because getting to see them behind the scenes is like a whole new take that on their camaraderie and their casting and their chemistry. And it's been fantastic instead of just seeing the trailer, which is fantastic, too. But that's more in a professional light. It's nice to see them
1: as themselves. Yes. Yes. Getting along. Very good. Uh, We have most, if not all of it, listed on our TV page. So give that a visit. Um, It is. What is it? Visit demonsdomain.com slant. Adow TV News. All one word. So that's news news
2: oh as and as they wrap up as each uh cast member wraps up their filming they are stars just like us they love deb they thank her immensely for creating that character that they just got
1: to play and i thought that was the coolest thing so i think we're really in for a really really good tv show i can't wait it bodes well i can't wait that's it's going to be fun. <laughs> I'm stressed thinking about our coverage of it, but <laughs> yes, <laughs> it will well, be fun. Damn it. I'm going to make it fun. It's going to be fun. Oh, All right. So anything else, guys? I don't think we have to tell the people anything else.
0: I don't no. think so. No. Just be kind to one another and be kind in your criticism of Anyone and everything. Wow, Jean, you're feeling existential
1: today.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I am, and I, that's all I'm going to say.
1: Okay, we'll leave it that no, way. No, you're
0: right. You're right. C- being con- being constructive,
1: you can never go wrong. Yes, this is true. And think about that when you're writing our reviews, people. Thanks. <laughs> not just for us, but no, not just
0: for us, but for everybody. For everybody. <laughs> I'll leave and it with that.
1: that yep. Yes. <laughs> Let's say goodbye, guys. Farewell.
0: Bye. Bye. Demon kiss.
1: We'll talk to you next time, people.
2: Not directly all souls world related. See the recurrent. Let me start that again. I'm going to start the whole thing again because it's in parentheses. Hello again. Now you know what? Does he? Are we doing this one? or Are we doing the other one where he corrects his
1: theory? Um, you can do that one, or we can like add this one—the one where he corrected his theory from the last time. You mean? Yeah. Yeah. We, I mean,
2: or we can save it. doesn't matter. Yeah, We can save it. I have a discuss your email from Steven. He says, hello again. Now, now I can't talk. Sorry. <laughs> why don't you go with the shorter one and we'll save that other one for next time. <laughs> yes. No, I, I, I don't have the other one. Oh, okay. Um, well, let me just start. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know why I'm having problems. I have a discuss your email from Steven. He says, hello again. I now think that Alana's warning to Diane forget it (laughs) and Jerry's not even here
1: okay so uh, do you want to swap maybe (laughs) no I'll just
2: get through it I don't know why I can't talk Uh, I think because I'm leaning over to my microphone and kind of like side-eyeing the computer (laughs) okay i trying not to laugh Jean's probably like Oh shit <laughs> I have a discusser Email from Steven He says Hello <laughs> God
0: I'm sorry I'm contagious oh my- <laughs> I started it
2: <laughs> I seriously It's like Something's come over me Like I get tongue tied All right